You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Good morning. Welcome to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Father Greg Sakowitz, the rector of Holy Name Cathedral in Chicago, co-hosting this morning, backed by popular demand, Mark Teresi, assistant to the rector, which happens to be me, for planning development at Holy Name Cathedral. Mark, how are you today? Good. Good morning. Tough times for you as rector of Holy Name, I would imagine. I think tough times for all of us. It is really... um, and to have the president yesterday extend the ban till April 30th, and not coming from a governor, but you know, just for the United States, I think is a great idea. But you know, usually I'm a tremendous optimist. But will it be lifted by April 30th? I pray it will be, but not so. I'm not so sure about that, because it's going to get worse before it gets better. But uh, we have to keep praying. I keep saying, with the grace and help of God, this too shall pass, and we'll get through it. We'll get through it. But it doesn't mean you know, kind of a making sacrifices, where well, this is living out the uh, whole Latin message now, the journey. I remember when Cardinal George went to Cuba, he came back, seminary board, and he said, the one thing I learned in Cuba is the church is not the buildings. It's the spirit of the folks. You know, here's the thing. I agree with you. The church doors may be locked, but I always say to our people, you are the church, you are the body of Christ. And we have a guest on the line who will be the first to support that mm-hmm. 100%. We have with us the first half of the program, and probably the whole hour. Greg Pierce, publisher of Active Publications, joins us by phone to talk about community organizations in Chicagoland, what they're doing about the pandemic with our members' congregations. Greg, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning to both of you. Good morning, Greg. Yeah, and, it, um, and I, I know that we were just talking about churches being closed, uh, but I know you have a couple comments about that, Greg. Well, first of all, uh, Father Greg, I was on, uh, my wife and I uh, participated as much as we could with your Mass at 9 o'clock yesterday uh, from Holy Name Cathedral, Mm -hmm. and a couple things struck me about it. First is, uh, the real lack that I felt was the lack of communion. Mm -hmm. We couldn't couldn't share communion, which is such a wonderful thing in the Catholic tradition, when you think about it, when we all come together one of the things that happens now is that almost everyone goes up and shares mm-hmm. the communion. And we did it spiritually, I know that, but still it just struck me as the, the thing that we lost by not being able to be together. Mm-hmm. The other thing that struck me was the nature. You, you talked a little bit about the, the Church is not being a building, and I agree with that, but it's also that the Church is an institution. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'd like to talk a little bit about today in terms of what we're doing with community organizing here in Illinois, because uh, institutions are critical. People, people, this is where people get their strength, their support, their relationships. Uh, and so when all the institutions are unavailable to us, we have to create 
new institutions, or at least the institutions who I agree are the people, have to learn how to stay in touch and, and in relationship with each other, even if we cannot, quote-unquote, congregate, which is where the word congregation comes from. Yes. So, so I, as you know, I work with four uh, community organizations in Illinois, um, the United Power Fraction and Justice, which is in Cook County, mm-hmm. but we also have organizations, DuPage United, Lake County United, and the Fox River Valley Initiative. So we have four institutions that are... Now, are they all connected, Greg? Are those all connected? They're connected. They're connected. I am the supervisor of all four of them, and they are all connected with a a national group called the Industrial Areas Foundation, which has been around about 80 years. And one of the things the Industrial Areas Foundation has always done is work... We don't allow individuals to join our organizations. And some people say, well, why wouldn't you do that? Because... What we try to do is organize the institutions themselves, mm-hmm. because that's where the people are. And so we... It's individuals we have, connected through an institution. They, Of course they are. That's what and it that's is. Their pri- that's their primary relationship. It's not with us. It's with their congregation or, or other institutions, other, other organizations that they belong to. And in the United States, of course, institutions themselves have been under attack. You know, and uh, we have people uh, dropping out of... Uh, bowling leagues, we have people not going to church, we have people going, lots of people have lost that sense of institution. And so what what we have in Illinois is just about 100 institutions in those four counties Mm -hmm. total. And they have banded together over the last 20 years or so to deal with a lot of issues in the community. And, And I don't want to talk about them today. We've talked about them in the past, and we'll talk about them in the future. But right now, there's only one issue, and that is this pandemic that we're all facing, and especially in Illinois, we're facing, and we're next on, it looks like we're next on the, you know, hot spot. They say in the next uh, 10 to 14 days, the numbers are going to spike mm -hmm. tremendously where the hospitals just Mm -hmm. will not be able to handle the load. Greg, what needs needs are you seeing out there, and how is your organization helping to meet some of those needs? Well, I'd like to talk about that today as much as as we have time. Um, The first thing is, you know, our kind of organizing is based on what we call relational organizing. So it's not that we say everybody who agrees with this issue come and, you know, come downtown and we'll have a demonstration about it. We spend a lot of time one on one people one on one. Father Greg, you know about this from our time together at uh, St. Mary of the Woods, mm-hmm. that we spend a lot of time just doing one on one relational meetings with people. Now, historically, it's all been face to face. Well, guess what? We can't do it face-to-face right now. Exactly. That's right. So, so what we are doing right now with our institutions is training them, teaching them how to do relational meetings over phone, over Zoom, or one of those kind of uh, uh, things where you can see other people, uh, either in small groups, but even one-to-one. So we're trying to teach people, and it's a different skill to do it you know, on the phone. It, it's, but on the other hand... People are really open to being talked to right now. And so mm-hmm. what we're trying to teach our institutions is, okay, you have, first of all, you have members. Are you in touch with your members? How, how do you stay in touch with them? How do you do more than just a perfunctory how you do it? So I think, more, you know, Greg, you hit on something yeah. important about staying in touch. I have received in the last week with people now homebound a record number of emails. I spent I spend four hours yesterday returning emails 
yep. which I never thought would happen. But, you know, people yep. with kind remarks about the televised mass, uh, yep. the radio work we're doing, and very complimentary saying thank you, you know, thank yep. you, thank you. But it's that whole thing about staying in touch. Uh, and so you go, so can I say, sorry to interrupt you there, Greg. No, no, it's fine. It's, I, I always interrupt, interrupted ahead, you. So go ahead, go ahead, Greg. Okay. Well, what I'm saying is that uh, it, it can't just all come through the pastor. I mean, you're a great guy. Well, thank but you. But you can't handle it. Yeah. You and it's and it's not even good that if you're the only one to handle it. It's like you're the spoke of the wheel, and everybody else is isolated. We need to get people on the edges of the wheel talking to one another. And so, for example, on uh, Saturday morning at 9:30, we're doing a special training over Zoom. Uh, with I don't know how many people. One of our meetings, we had uh, 300 people on 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 the uh, Zoom meeting. Wow. Um, and so, but we're doing it by Zoom, so we can see people and they can see us. But also, we can teach them and role play with them. Even how do you make a call like this? A lot of people don't feel comfortable. They they don't want to you know bother people and want things like that. And so we're we're doing the trainings with people. That's the first thing we're doing to teach them. Uh, how to stay in relationships, first of all, with their existing members. Great. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll hear some more of what you're doing in a few minutes. We have to take a little break. WNDZ, right. 750 AM on your dial, Catholic Chicago. Phone number is 312-255-8408, 312-255-8408. We're with Greg Pierce, publisher of ACTA Publications, and he's talking to us about community organizations in Chicago and what they're doing about this pandemic uh, with member organizations. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. Have you checked out Chicago Catholic lately? Either in print or online, Chicago Catholic has informative and stimulating content, including news from the Archdiocese, beautiful photographs, and a thoughtful column by our publisher, Cardinal Blaise Supich. Editor Joyce DeRiga tells us about our current edition of Chicago Catholic. We cover all the latest guidelines and directives from the Archdiocese in regards to COVID-19. St. Barnabas School in Beverly raises funds for pediatric cancer research in honor of an alum who lost his life to the disease. And we have a feature on hospital chaplains and how they bring comfort to the sick and their families. Subscribe now. Go to chicagocatholic.com or call 312-534-7777. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Chicago Catholic, a fresh approach to Catholic news. A census is about to take place in the United States. It only occurs every 10 years, and it's extremely important that we all participate. Hello, I am Cardinal Blaise Supich here to tell you that I recently signed a proclamation of support for this nationwide initiative. I signed the proclamation because I know how critical the census is to our future. The census numbers determine political representation and the allocation of billions of dollars of federal, state, and local funds. Underserved neighborhoods especially need accurate counts so they can receive their fair share of improvements in infrastructure and services. Please respond to the 2020 Census questionnaires. This is for citizens and non-citizens alike. All information is totally confidential and will not be shared with other government agencies. 
we all benefit from an accurate census count. Thank you for participating and may God bless you and your families. When Catholic Charities started in 1917, veterans were among our first clients. That work continues today. Each year, more than 20,000 veterans turn to Catholic Charities for support through a variety of services and programs. We provide vets in need with food, shelter, counseling, and more. Our job training program includes job readiness training, resume writing, mock interviews, and job placement guidance. Our supportive services for veteran families offer additional assistance as vets work to become as self-sufficient as possible. With gratitude, our veteran programs are based on the belief that as veterans faithfully served our nation, it is our privilege to serve them. To learn more about our veteran services, call 312-655-7700 or go to catholiccharities.net. That's 312-655-7700 or catholiccharities.net. We're back, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sacklitz, Mark Teresi here. Our phone number is 312-255-8408. We're talking with Greg Pierce, publisher of ACTA, but we're also talking about community organizations in Chicagoland and what they're doing with the pandemic. When we were off the air, Father Greg and I were talking, and I said, you know, about nine years ago I had an infectious disease, which isolated me for two months, and... Um, Somebody gave me an article by Greg Mickelson, the golfer, and he he has a, a debilitating de, uh, disease. He said, you know what? I just have to embrace the new normal. And I, off the air, we were saying we will never be the same as, as a society. There's mm-hmm. a new normal we're going to have to embrace. And, Greg, uh, I was wondering, before you get into the next part of what we were talking about, uh, how has this changed your life? With the life with Kathy, your family? Wow. Well, everybody's got a story. Everybody's got a story. And uh, part of my story is our daughter, Abby, uh, had moved to uh, Brooklyn uh, to pursue a career. Oh uh, and uh, she came down with a mild case of this. Oh, wow. wow. And, of course, we couldn't be near her. We couldn't help her. Mm-hmm. We just had to isolate in 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 place in Brooklyn in a, in a little tiny bedroom that she shared with two other women who oh, didn't want to catch the virus. Of course. Exactly. But now she's, uh, she's, she's done. She, she feels much better. Uh, but of course she was never tested. So it's not a hundred percent sure she had it because it was, a but did case. Abby isolate in her room for 14 yes. days? Yes. yes. Wow. And her roommates brought her food. You got to wow. do it. I mean, <clears throat> if Kathy and I, or if either one of us gets sick, the one who's sick is going to isolate in the bedroom, and the, the other one is going to take care of her. I do know and people then, that are doing that right now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, Greg, I wanted to uh, give you one more uh, idea for your uh, Sunday Masses on television. Mm-hmm. While we can't do communion, Kathy and some of her friends came up with an idea for after the Mass. They had a little coffee clutch where each one of them got a cup of coffee and got on the phone and talked to each other. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't have communion, but you could have a coffee clutch afterwards. Which That's isn't such fellowship. a bad idea. Fellowship. And by the way, uh, I go many years with your wife, Kathy, who was a great, wonderful teacher in the same yes, Redwoods Grammar School. She was outstanding. I know she's even a sub today, but uh, can I go back, Greg, with you 30, yep. 35 years and your family, 28 years when I arrived at St. Mary of the Woods? 
and you came do. over and you came over and those you. are the relationships that we have to hold on to mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I've talked to people I haven't talked to in years a guy called me out of the blue I haven't talked to him in two or three years yeah. we talked for an hour it was really? so important yeah. so if I could just get back real quick to the, sure, uh, what the other thing that the community organizing what we have to do right now there's four tasks that all uh, all of us but including our institution including our churches, have to do. One is they have to somehow provide direct service and maybe even financial help for the most vulnerable in our immediate community, including the homeless, the undocumented, maybe even the unemployed. So there's pressure on the the local congregations for this because that's where people come for help. The second thing is we have to support, continue to support getting at the root causes of some of these problems. When this is all over, our work just begun, begins. Exactly. We've got to make sure this never happens again, at least not the way it's happened now. Yeah. The third thing is we have to, and this is important to uh, all churches, is to ensure the financial stability and cash flow of our member institutions. Yeah. So we've got to figure out ways that people can give online, you know, help them learn how to do that. And we also have to look at ways of lowering uh, our expenses as, as congregations and so we, we're uh, organizing a thing in Illinois called the Community Purchasing Alliance. It's a part of a national organization where churches and other groups can, can purchase, you know, a lot of different services through, by, by, uh, by joining together and having a larger uh, pool from which they can negotiate. So we're working on that. And then the final thing is we also have to figure out ways that our congregations and churches can creatively and effectively support, encourage, and recognize those on the front lines of fighting the virus. Those people need our help as well. So those are the four uh, things that we're focusing on right now. We're trying to raise some money to do that. Uh, the money will go through the congregations to do those four things. Now, what I find, and, Greg, uh, very interesting is that the things you just mentioned in light of the pandemic, we have moved into un chartered waters so we're not dealing with parameters or points of reference that we can go to this is all new this is well, Mark all said new it's a, it's a new uh, what did you call it mark a new, a new, normal. A new normal new normal yeah it's a new normal uh-huh. you know it's, it, we're not going to go back to what, the way things used to be no we can't uh, I, I read a good article that says you know will we ever shake hands again we'll, I think we'll be uh, a little bit leery about hugging and things that we took right. for granted in terms of that human touch and like I was talking to Mark off the air, you notice I've been walking down the street, you know, um, very little, but to get out and people certainly keeping social distancing, but they don't even want to look at you and say hi. Uh, you know what, I, you know what Kathy and I do? What? We do that. And we make sure we're the first ones to say hi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they when you're the, the first one to say hi, you get a 90% return. If you're waiting for them to be the first ones, you don't. And so part of our job maybe is Catholic. We got to be the people that say hi first. Exactly. We're going to take a little break. WNDZ seven fifty AM, Catholic Chicago three one two two five five eight four zero eight three one two two five five eight four zero eight. When we come back, I'd like to discuss a little bit about some of Father John Boyvin at the Holy Name Cathedral. I saw him this morning. I said, "How's it going, John?" He said. You know, there are still those needs, Catholic charities. I'm there two days a week, dinners. Let's talk about some of the needs that are real and consistent even past this pandemic. So we'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned.